Evening, great evening, great evening, folks. Hey, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin here. Hey, welcome to another Millionaire Midnight Rant. It's approximately 11.37 p.m. on Thursday night. And as you can see, I'm in a, I'm in my room, right? That's my view. I don't know if you guys can see that. That's Houston, Texas right there. And I'm here talking to you. And tonight we're going to give you the opportunity to ask me questions here. I haven't did that in a few days, and I want to ensure that every, at least two to three times per week, instead of starting with a topic, I want to give you men and women that I've chosen to listen to my rants, what an opportunity to pick my brain. Remember, I'm very transparent. I'm very open. It's nothing that I won't discuss. If you feel that whatever question that you need to ask me to help you be able to manifest your dreams to get what you want, because I've manifested my dreams. And I'm still manifesting more um, daily here. I want you to ask me. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. I just want to give people the opportunity to say that they had a conversation with a millionaire. Because um, I know sometimes millionaires are so aloof, you don't get the opportunity to be around them. Many of you would never get the opportunity to be friends with them. Or even have the opportunity to sit them down and just have a conversation here. So this is the reason why I do this at night in the midnight hour to give you the opportunity to pick my brain. And many of you are aware that I am a young black man from Houston, Texas, born and raised on the south side. I did not grow up rich. I did not grow up wealthy at all. But now... I am wealthy. I'm worth about $40 million. And I have a, are several, several successful digital marketing companies. I'm in real estate as well. And uh, I dabble in a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But all in all, I want to make a contribution to the world. That's my purpose. Okay. All in all, I, it is my purpose as a man to make a contribution to the greater good. And the greater good is you. It's not just about me. You know, when I made my first million, I was excited. I was happy. You know, sometimes, you know, I know some of you have not made your first million. Uh, and hopefully you will. But, you know, when you think about the first million, you think that life is just going to be perfect. You know, like, oh, my God, life is just going to be perfect when I start making money. When I just have these finances right. And let me tell you something, it's, that's not the case. Um, I believe that people have a perception of what money can do and what it will do. I would say it would definitely give you options. It will put you in a position to be very comfortable. Um, it will allow you to be less stressed and be able to do what you want to do in life, but I wouldn't say it's the end-all, be-all um, at all because I think it's going to sound crazy, but, you know, the worst thing a man or woman can get is success. <laughs> right? You're like, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. And you won't know that until you become successful. You know, the worst thing you can give a man or a woman is success because many people are not prepared for success. Um, they don't know what to do when they become successful. 
And this is why many people sabotage success or they begin to uh, entertain debilitating behavior such as drugs and drinking and, you know, extreme casual sex. I mean, it's just, you know, you feel powerful. And when you feel powerful, you begin to be irrational. Does that make sense? And that's another topic for another night here. But um, I would say if you do desire to be successful, you want to be successful in a responsible manner. And uh, I was just listening, you know, every night I, I tend to listen to a lot of Stoicism and Marcus Aurelius. And just to give you the brevity of Marcus Aurelius, Marcus Aurelius was a was a king. And, you know, kings back in that time, they basically can have whatever they want. I can... Like it's almost nothing that they can't have. But Marcus Aurelius was one of the most noblest kings. He was one of the kings that even though he had access to complete debauchery, or access to complete annihilation or do whatever you want, he chose morality. He chose to not do things that just serve and pleases himself, but pleases the greater good. And I'm going to be honest, that's the type of man I want to be. And that's the man I am working to become. Honestly, I am. I'm not saying I'm all the way there yet. Uh, I do have a lot of power because of the money. I do have a lot of power because of my ability to influence as well. But I do want to be the type of man that can be very noble and moral and very conscious of people and how they feel. And even though maybe I have this power, but to use it more responsibly. And that's just a journey of my own, um, that I am on that own particular journey for myself. Because, you know, I take what I do very seriously here, uh, not saying that I don't make mistakes in life, but I, I, I understand a lot of you, you look up to me, I do appreciate that. And I know a lot of you look at me as an example on how you want to experience your life as well. So I'm constantly growing as a person and as a man and as a leader, uh, as a father, uh, as a man that will eventually be in a relationship. Does that make sense? And um, yeah. So, all right, let me get off my soapbox here. Let me give all of you beautiful, gorgeous people a shout out here. All my men and women, let me give you a shout out. High energy, high income. Let me give you a shout out. Go ahead and come at your names here below and put your questions together, folks. And don't be afraid to talk to me. You know, if we get to 100 people here tonight, I go live with some of you. You know, I, I'm, I'm open. I go live with you. You can ask me questions about business, about manifestation, about law of attraction, whatever you need to know. You know, whatever you feel that a millionaire that you need to ask a millionaire to help you with your life. I tell people I, I live a perfect life. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I live a perfect life. I mean, I'm always growing, but my life is perfect. It really is. I have no qualms, no complaints, no stresses. I have no worries. Um, I typically do what I want to do. And it's a great feeling to be in that type of position. And I want to be able to communicate and educate other people that they can have that as well. Hey, Giselle, how are you? We have Rosemary here. We have Nicole. Hey, Travis. And go ahead and tag a few people below if you feel that somebody out there need to hear this or need to be a part of this, um, reach out to them. 
you know, serve somebody else. Ollie from UK, Tyler, Violetta, Rick, Dog, Demetrius. We got Jessica here as well. Are you using CBD or ABO when you are doing Facebook ads? Uh, I believe we're using CBO. What's next here? Uh, okay, any more? I just want to make sure I have a get. Hey, Ebony from Vegas, Las Vegas here. We have Helen from Puerto Rico. How are you? Okay. On a mission. Los Angeles is in the house. LA, let's go. Stand up. LA, stand up. There you go. What do you think about IUL? I don't know what that is. Because of you, I love Stream Breezy. Okay. I love you as well, Lego. And let me say this. We got Ashley from Mexico. We have Vera from Nigeria. Uh, let me say this. Hey, folks, if you probably haven't heard it this week from anybody, I love you. Okay? And I, I, I really mean that. And I know some of you ain't say, you don't love me, Wes. You don't even know who I am. You don't love me. And that's what women tell me, too, when I tell them I love them. They're like, you don't love me. You got a thousand women, Wesley. You got a million women. I don't know why women think I have so many women. You know, maybe because of how I look and the money I have and the amount of influence and my ability to articulate and communicate it. Just think I got thousands of women. But I do not, honestly. I'm a very selective man when it comes to women. So, women, I am not a male whore. I just want to say that publicly. Um, you may think that I have women running around in my penthouse. I do not. I don't even desire that, honestly. Um, but um, like I said before, I love you. I do. I love all of you. I love you because, one, you haven't given up. I love you because you are um, exemplifying discipline. Just being on this rant shows that you are disciplined. I mean, as many people right now, they're not on a rant. They're not listening to a millionaire they out there having fun, enjoying their lives, you know, whatever, at the club, at the bar, whatever, right? I love you because um, you believe that you can win. You'll be surprised of how many people, they just don't believe that they can win based off their circumstances here. But obviously, you still believe that there's an opportunity for you to create wealth, happiness, and abundance for you and your family, okay? Because I've been in that position. Like a lot of you, I understand... Some of you have a negative bank balance. Who is that? How many of you got a negative bank balance? Some of you have been at a job for more than five years. So you can't stand it. Some of you are stuck in a relationship. You can't get out, but you want to get out. That's almost everybody, right? Some of you are young people. You want to get out of your parents' house. Can you get an amen to that? Right? <laughs> Some of you are still stuck at a job. Some of you have a business, but you're stuck at a certain level of income. And you don't know why you can't make more money here. So what I want you to understand is I've been there, okay? I've been there. I've been there. And um, this is why I do this, just to, it's like me rubbing. You know, <clears throat> when you have a baby boy, baby girl, and they start crying, you just rub their back a little bit, rub their head to kind of soothe them. That's what I'm doing here tonight with you. You know, rubbing your head, rubbing your back, saying it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's tough. It is, but it's going to be okay. You're in pain right now. You may be crying. You may be hurting, but it's okay. You may not know exactly what you're going to do. You may 
be feeling so much pain, depression, and hurt and disappointments. But I want you to know something. Listen, it's okay. Okay? It's going to work out in your favor. I used to tell this young lady I was dating. I would tell her all the time. It's always it's going to work out in your favor. It's always going to work out. Because they always do. We forget that sometimes. But everything's going to work out. And it's going to work out according to your favor. Because you got to remember, you're tough. You, I'm talking to you now. You're tough. You're resilient. You're strong. You're powerful. You're intelligent. You're beautiful, you're king, you're queen, and you're destined to win. You're destined. There's a quote that Les Brown came up with. It said, you're born with greatness, but you're not destined for greatness. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to change that quote for a second. You are born with greatness, and you are destined for greatness. I believe anybody that would stand on a rant or on a podcast on the Instagram account looking at a black screen and stay here for about 30 minutes I believe it's destined for greatness they really are you're destined for it so not only are you born for greatness you're destined for it all right so let's go ahead and start with the questions here uh bro besides mindset what actions should a person take to start making online money well listen I get it I know Many of you want to negate mindset. You know, they say, well, I got the mindset. I got the mindset already. What else can I do? And that question tells me that your mindset is not where it needs to be. I don't think I don't think a lot of you understand the type of fortitude as it relates to your mindset on how you think. As it relates to making money, being successful, being in love, being happy. I mean, it's it's all how you think. How you think is going to determine how you perform in life. Does that make sense? Like how you think is everything. <laughs> you know, the person that asked me that question, that person is just impatient. Because they say, okay, I got the mindset. I get I got to meditate. I got to say affirmations. I got to do a vision board. I got to write a vision but, but But how do I make money? See, that person is just impatient. They don't get it because a person that had the mindset of a winner, they wouldn't ask that question anymore because there's millions and millions of ways to make money. Go online, type in how to make money, affiliate marketing, create products online, Shopify, Amazon, FBA, TikTok. I mean, it's millions of ways to make money, right? The vehicles are there. It's like going to a dealership. You got a thousand cars that you can drive. But this is the problem. You don't have any keys. Like the vehicle's available, right? But you don't have any keys. The key is the mindset. And without the mindset to believe that you can drive these cars, that you can open these cars, then you never take action. Okay? Hey, Wesley. Yes. Thanks for your time and energy. God bless your heart. Here's my question here. If you will lose everything you have, what is that steps would you go get yourself back on track? Well, honestly, if I will lose my seven cars, if I will lose my 15 homes, if I lose my penthouse, if I lose the millions of dollars that are in my account as well, okay? I lose all my jewelry and all my clothes and all my shoes. What would I do to get back on track? 
personally, I would just create another digital marketing product. That's all I would do. I would just write and create a new product to sell to the world. That's it. I mean, that's what I would do. That's my skill, right? I know how to write copy. I know how to create products. And I'm a great salesperson. So that's one thing that's invaluable. It's just my ability to persuade, to convince through online marketing. So, I mean, just recently, many of you have saw that video of me trying to dance. As you've noticed, I got better. I'm a beast. I went to New York because I, one of my products is on a platform by the name of Digital Store. They're the number one affiliate marketplace in the world right now. They're killing it. And my good friend, he's the owner of that company, and they just awarded me the Hall of Fame award out of 10,000 products. And I was awarded because um, I've done I've done over $10 million with them. $10 million selling a digital product online, right? So that's what I would do. I don't want to spend and waste money what to do. Well, I would say change the word from spend to invest. And there's no such thing as wasting money if you spending money to further educate yourself. Okay? And I'm going to be honest here, folks. If, you know, if you're afraid to invest money in yourself, if you think that the first investment that you're going to make is going to be the investment that's going to make you a ton of money, then you're absolutely ridiculous. I would say stay at your job, stay at McDonald's, stay at Wendy's, stay at Walmart, stay at the waitress, whatever you're doing, just stay there because this side called entrepreneurship is not for you. Because if you're afraid to lose money, listen, there's a phrase out there that says, scared money don't make money. Honestly, if you're scared with your money, just don't do it because you're not going to make any money. Because if, even if you invest the money, you're going to be too busy thinking about if you made a great decision. You're going to have what is called buyer's remorse. Man, you're going to be the, look, you'll buy the course on a Monday. On Tuesday, it don't work. Man, I don't think I should have bought this course. I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> Makes sense? So, and that's another an example of having a poor mindset when it comes to investing in yourself. And listen, let me tell you something about people. No one invests in themselves. You know, when I tell people, people ask me, well, Wesley, if I had $10,000, where would you put it? I'm like, in myself. Well, what do you mean in yourself? What do you mean invest in myself? Buy books, read. Buy courses, buy programs. Everybody surely thinks it's just one course that you're going to buy in life that's going to give you the life that you want. It may be several courses that you need to buy, several books that you need to read and to apply. Does that make sense? Success itself or financial success, it's a journey. This is not overnight success, folks. It is a marathon. It's not a 10-second or 30-second run, Right? I don't care how many videos that you're watching it, you know, of people that are sharing with you that there's an easy way to make money. I mean, just get the easy word out of your mind, even if it is an easy way. Who cares? Just understand that this is a marathon. And many people, unfortunately, are not going to cross the finish line. And not because they're not capable. It's just most of you are just soft, you're lazy. You're quitters, you bitch too much, you complain about everything, complain about your job, complain about your work, complain about your husband, complain about your baby mama, complain about your kids, complain about school, complain about... I mean, you're too busy complaining. 
So your mind, you're permeating your mind with all these excuses and reasons why you can't do something. And that's why you don't do it, because you're only thinking about what you can't do. And I suggest to think about what you can do and why you will do it and why it's a must. That's the great, that's a fascinating thing about the mind. If you consume your mind about every reason why you can't do something, it's obvious that you won't do it. But if you think about why you can do it, I asked this young lady, I was, when I was in New York, was at the Four Seasons Hotel, and I went to the pool, and it was just a little young girl, 18-year-old girl, she was a lifeguard, she struck up the conversation with me, I could tell she wanted to talk. And we had a long conversation, and she's in a bad situation at our house that she wanted to get out, right? That's every 18-year-old on the planet want to get out of their home, right? And she was saying, you know, they're just negative people, Wes, and I just want to get out of there. And I don't know what to do. I said, let me ask you a question. What would be a reason to stay? Like, what good can come out of this situation? Like, I understand you said they're negative. They, they complain. They bitch. They just make you feel like shit sometimes. I get it. But let me ask you a question. What good can come out of that situation? What do you think you can do to make that situation better? And at first, she said, I don't know. Like, Nothing. And I said, I know you don't know, and I know you think it's nothing. But say if you did know, say if you knew exactly what you needed to do in that situation at your home to make it better, what would it be? And for the first time in life, that woman, that little young girl started to think, said, oh, huh. Because she never considered that she could make the situation better. See, that, that happens with a lot of people, by the way. A lot of you don't realize that your situation can be so better if you ask a different question. But many of you believe, well, I don't know how I'm going to make this situation better. I don't know how I'm going to make money. I don't know how I'm going to just get this job. I don't know how I'm going to get this business working. I don't know how. I, don't, I just don't know. And what you don't realize is that if you just ask a different question, your mind will find a solution. That's the fascinating thing about the mind. If you ask yourself, you know, how can I make this situation better? It sucks. But how can I make it better? I don't like how I'm feeling right now, but how can I feel better? Does that make sense? It's just a simple question. You don't have to buy another course, another program to do that. If you're feeling like shit right now, just say, how can I feel better? Well, I don't know. Well, I know you don't know, but if you did know, how could you feel better right now? Well, I don't know, Wes. I just feel so bad. I'm broken. This is happening. This is happening. I understand what's happening, but how can you feel better? See how powerful that question is? It's like, uh, how can I feel better? Well, I'm alive. Well, yeah, even though I'm broke, but I still got to have. I mean, it's just the mind is just very fascinating. I love it. Questions are like the steering wheel to a car, you know. Have you still the car? It's like the question that you ask yourself. If you want to drive yourself in the ditch, then you just turn the car into the ditch. If you want to stay on the road, you stay on the road. That's the same thing with you in your life. If you want to drive yourself in the ditch emotionally, well, you just keep asking yourself, well, why is this happening? Why can I get this? You get it? Okay. Weston, have your brother ever listened to your rants? I'm sure he has. 
<laughs> but right now, my brother's not talking to me, but I love him. I love him to life. But I'm sure you've listened to my rants before, of course. Um, questions for me here. Folks, are you getting value here? Okay. second folks questions for me here real estate versus life health insurance what do you mean selling real estate or selling life insurance Wes how much should you allow your personality dictate what business you get into uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, listen, your personality creates your personal reality. Your personality is composed of how you think and how you feel. Okay. Which means is who controls how you think and how you feel you, right? It's a decision Like you wake up tomorrow morning. It's up to you to think that life is great. It doesn't matter if life was fucked up yesterday or maybe you don't have any money in your bank account or. Maybe you're in a toxic man, whatever. But it's up to you to say, you know what? Life is going to be great today. I feel good today. It's just words that can just come out of your mouth. And maybe you don't believe it, but it doesn't matter. One thing you, listen, let me teach this real quickly here. You know, I know some of you might say, well, I don't believe I feel good. I can't keep telling myself that I feel good. I don't. I can't tell myself that I'm rich and I'm not. Listen. Um, Let me demonstrate how belief happens. The only reason why you believe your name is what your name is is because somebody called your mother or your father told you your name. Does that make sense? That's the only reason why you believe your name is your name. I believe that my name is Wesley Virgin because my father and my mother gave me that name and they called me that name over and over again. That's the only reason I believe that shit. Does that make sense? Okay? Not because they convinced me, they persuaded me. They said my name is Wesley. They kept saying it over and over again, and that's what it is, okay? So I want you to understand as it relates to your personality, because I know some of you say, well, that's just not my personality. Listen, your personality is interchangeable at any moment. Your personality is nothing but how you think and how you feel. That's it. But you can choose how you think and how you feel at any given moment you could be a person that thinks negatively all the time you could be a person that always sees the glass half empty you always see you know it could be sunny outside you would only want to see that cloud right but what i want you to understand is you can just change and say you know what i see the sun now i no longer see the clouds you could be a person that say i'm broke i'm broke i don't have any money i got a negative balance nothing's ever working for me and then one day you change and say, you know what? I have a ton of money in the bank account. I'm rich. I'm wealthy. Things are getting better. I'm making better decisions now. I love it. Does that make sense? What I want you to understand is that's how belief happens. Okay? Happens through repetition. It happens through authority figures. 
Your parents were in authority. When they told you what your name was, you just believed it. If the doctor says you have this type of illness, take this pill, you just believe it. Does that make sense? But what I want you to understand is you have to start to have authority over yourself. Can I get an amen, please? The reason why I'm the fascinating man that I am here today is because I have authority over myself. Okay? I don't need a doctor to tell me that I'm sick, that I need to take this. No. I don't need a pastor of a church to tell me how I should live my life and how I should pray to God. No. I don't need a mentor to tell me what I should do in life. Absolutely not. I have authority over myself. What that means is I need to discover what do I want to do. What does Wesley Virgin want to do? How does Wesley Virgin want to live his life? What does Wesley Virgin want to do while he's here on this earth? That is taking authority over yourself. And when you begin to take authority over yourself, you'll realize that you will have a more comfortable life. But if you let other people tell you where you should go, where you should be, what you should do, what you should study, what type of money you should make, what industry you should get involved in, now you have a life of chaos. You know, people, when I say people, I'm talking about you. You know, a lot of you ask me, well, Wesley, what, what should I do? You know, what, what, you know, people just see me drive my car, you know. Just because I drive a fancy car and they ask me, well, what do you do? I'm a digital marketer. Oh, man, I need to do that too. Why? Just because I have a car? Stupid. Just because I got a McLaren? That means that you need to be a digital marketer? What if I said I was a doctor? Oh, I need to be a doctor too. What if I said I cut grass? Man, you cut grass, the kind of grass you couldn't, right? What I'm saying is, like, wake up, folks. Be smart, okay? You have to do something that's called self-introspection. Self-introspection means get alone by yourself. Ask yourself the tough questions, okay? You know what those questions are? I did it when I was on an air mattress. The tough question with Wesley, what do you want for yourself? What do you want for your family? How do you want to experience your life? How do you want to wake up? What do you want to do each hour of your day? What do you want to travel? What do you want to do? How do you want to contribute to the world? What type of person do you want to be? What type of person do you want to exemplify? Do you want to be an example? Or do you want to be a person that's just behind the scenes? Do you want to be a man of significance? Or do you want to be a man that's just futile, useless? These are questions I had to ask myself to become the man that I am here today. And I want you to know something. You're going to ask yourself those same questions. Okay. And the reason why they're tough, because you don't know the answer right off. I mean, you just don't know. Some of you don't know exactly who you want to become. Some of you don't know exactly how much money you want to earn. Some of you don't know exactly how you want to contribute. Some of you don't know exactly what you want to do with your life. You don't know if you want to be an entrepreneur. You don't know if you want to have a job. I mean, I get it. I get it that you don't know. But I want you to find out. And if it takes you six weeks or six months or six years, I want you to find out. Who do you want to be? What type of person do you want to be as you live and navigate? this planet think about it you know what kind of person when people say your name 
What do you want them to say? Do you want them to say, oh, he a clown? That's what they used to call me. Like in my early 20s, as a teenager, I was just a clown. When they thought Wesley Virgin, oh, he a character, he's a clown. I didn't like that. Yeah, I was funny, but I didn't want to be labeled as a clown. A person that you can't take serious. What do people say when they say your name? When they think of you, do they think, oh, that person, they lazy. Oh, they're procrastinator. Oh, Julie? Oh, no, Julie, she can't get her shit together. She's always asking for money. Oh, him? Oh, man, he don't have a job. Oh, he don't take care of his kid. Like, what do people think about when they say your name? So I thought about that. And I wanted to live a life of significance. I want to not only be important to myself, I wanted to be important to others. And to be important to other people, you have to spread massive value. You have to serve others. Make sense? Okay. Next question for me, please. What mistakes, failures did you learn from in the past? What have you done differently today? Like in my 20s, I made a ton of mistakes. I used to go to jail for traffic tickets all the time and never paid my tickets. Uh, it was one time, I hate to say this, but I did do credit card fraud. It was dumb. But, you know, that's when you take other people's credit cards. Um, me and my friend, we um, used to work at a, a radio shack and he was. He told me what he was doing. He said, "Man, I'm just taking these people's credit cards. I'm ordering all this stuff. He was getting all this stuff shipped to his house, Xbox, PlayStation. And then I went up there and I did it too. You know, I just picked all the things that I wanted, and he put on one of those credit cards, and he got me wrapped up. But thank God I stopped. And he didn't. He got ended up getting caught. Got ten years probation. But it's something that I regret doing. You know. But I made a ton of mistakes." Failures? Oh, come on. I had a company by the name of Seven Day Fitness. It took me eight years to realize that it was a dumb idea. Eight years. Imagine working on something for eight years, blood, sweat, and tears, thinking that this is going to be the company that's going to put you in a position of wealth. And then to find out that, no, it's not. That you'll never make any money. Make sense? So I've had a ton of failures, folks. I mean, I could tell you my failures all night. You know, before I made money, she have no clue. I've been through a lot, but I put myself through a lot. I've been kicked out of my apartment. I've been evicted. I've lost my, I've had repossessions. Imagine going outside and getting ready to go to work in your car gone more than once. Had bad credit. Imagine going to a car dealership trying to get a car and you can't get approved. Imagine going to get an apartment, can't get approved. Imagine sleeping on the bedroom floor of your friend's apartment. Yeah. Made a ton of mistakes. But as you can see, 
even though I made all those mistakes, it still worked out. I've had a negative balance. How many of you ever called your bank account and said, your balance is negative $432.15? I remember those moments. I remember moments I didn't even know I had a bank balance. I mean, a negative bank balance. I was like, what? You know, when things start hitting your account and then <laughs> you get that text message, it's, it's negative. Yeah, I've been there. Been there, man. I've been there when I went to the gas station. I had no money for gas. And I spent 30 minutes looking under the cushion, looking in the glove compartment box, looking under the seat. Who can relate? Come on now. Imagine doing that at 30 years old, looking for a quarter. Anybody ever put a quarter of gas in your car? I did. Thank God I made it home. A quarter. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Several times. Okay? I'm just being honest with you. You know, imagine having children and living life like that. Because I couldn't keep a job at the time. And I didn't know how to manage my finances properly. Okay? So what I want you to know is, like, I've been there. Like, where you folks are, I know you don't think that I can't resonate with you. Are you insane? Please. I used to write bad checks. Yeah. I'm not saying all of you used to do it, but I'm just sharing with you some of the things that I've done that I regret, obviously, but I learned from it. You know, I used to, uh, because I was around the wrong people. I used to order pizza. I tell you, I used to order pizza. And at that time, you can write the pizza man a check. And I write him a bad check. There's no money in the bank account. And I just kept writing these bad checks. But let me tell you something. I paid for it. I paid for all those checks that I wrote. Right? I'm just being honest with you. It was a time I was the hookup person. Like, always looking for the hookup. You know what I mean? You know that person that get the hookup on the cable. Get the hookup on the lights. Get the hookup on this. Get the hookup on the TVs. Get the hookup, hookup, hookup. I was the guy that's always looking for the hookup and taking the hookup. Stupid. Stupid. Right? Could always bite you in the ass. Always. See, what people don't realize with the hookup mentality, I did a... I did a podcast about this before, the hookup mentality. The hookup mentality is when people, if they can get over, they will, right? If someone tells you, hey, man, you know what? You don't have to pay any bills. All you got to do is pay me 200 bucks a month. I'm going to pay all your bills. You know, I had a friend like this, and that's what he was doing. You know, someone approached him and said, hey, man, I got this thing. You just pay me 200 bucks a month. And I'm going to take care of all your bills. I'm going to take care of your rent, everything. Don't even worry about it. And obviously, my friend, being a dumbass, he asked no questions. Really? Really? Then after six months, obviously, the guy was just using a credit card of a person that he stole it from. And then in six months, he lost everything. Lost his car, lost his apartment. You know, it's just insane. Now, I never did nothing like that. But it's just like a lot of you don't even think. Like, a lot of you did that PPE shit, you know, and the PPE fraud stuff. You're going to jail. Like, if you stole money from the PPE from the government, you going. You know how many people going to jail right now? I said this two years ago. You know what's so funny? I went to the mall the other day. You know, before, 
the malls were packed, man. It was packed with a lot of my people, right? They was in there. I mean, they were in there. Now, you don't see it. We ain't in the mall no more now. You know, it's it's, it's kind of slim because the PPE is over. But what's not over is the government of these district attorneys that are taking people to jail. Okay? Uh, I know some of you scared, right? You're like, oh my God, I got the PPE too. West, I hope they don't get me. Yeah, you know what? And, you know, I'm telling you, you know, you know what's so funny about life? Shit usually happens at the wrong time. You know, when life is going well, but you know you did some shit that you knew was incorrect or wrong. And then something happens at the wrong moment. It's like the wrong time. It's like, God, not now. Yeah, that's why you just do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But some of you got to learn it the hard way. What's next here? Talk to me. Okay. Questions here. Questions, talk to me. Yeah, there were moments that I didn't know when I was going to eat food. Oh, man, listen, I got some stories, folks. You have no clue. I tell the story. Just don't judge me. So I used to have a house in Fresno, Texas, okay? And that was my first house, and I was by myself. And I remember I lost my job, and I was back on bills, and I remember them turning off not only my lights, but they turned off my water, Okay? Turn off my lights and my water. And I learned how to turn the water back on, but eventually what they did is they put a lock on it. You know, some of you folks know what I'm talking about. You know, turn off your lights, turn off your water. It's ways to turn it back on, right? But they put a lock on it. So what I used to do, because I, you know, I love the gym, I used to go to the gym, not just to work out, but take a shower, <laughs> right? And get myself ready for bed, honestly. So I would intentionally go to go to the gym at midnight, 11 o'clock, so I could take a shower and prepare myself to go to bed. So when I got home, it's dark, right? It's no water, and I was asleep in a big old house. I had a big old house by myself. Couldn't pay the light bill. I don't think I've ever told that story before. I don't think anybody ever... I don't think I've ever told that story before, honestly. I don't think... And, and, no one knew that I was struggling. Like, no one. No, my parents didn't know. But, like, because I didn't tell anybody, obviously. I mean, you're the first person to know that. But, yeah. Had a big old house. You think I'm balling out of control, right? Oh, we're doing big things. But I could not pay the water bill or the lights. Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, the best time, nobody's at the gym. So I could take a shower in peace and put my pajamas on. Put my pajamas. And I did that as a grown man. Like, I'm a grown man doing this. I'm like 27, 28. Imagine that. It's crazy, right? Wes, how did you become so direct in tonality? Well, you probably can thank my father for that. If you ever met my father, then you'll understand why I speak the way that I speak. My dad has a directness about him. Um... 
I will say his tonality is very certain. He's a pastor of a church, right? So he can be very brutally honest. He can be very direct and blunt. So I'm like that as well. Okay. But um, yeah, I think anybody can learn how to do it by surrounding yourself with people like that. My daughter's like that. My son's coming like that. I mean, you know, my children, you don't want to play with them. Especially my daughter, DeAsia. She would check you quickly. Like, she knows how to change her tone of voice that would shut you down. Like, she's scary, right? Because <laughs> she's like a version of me in a woman's body here. But I would say on a mission, just surround yourself people. Surround yourself with people like that or listen to people information on the internet that speak that way that has that very direct blunt talk of that tonality of certainty because it's important and it's influential what are what are your three most important daily habits that got you to where you are now uh great question one i meditate every morning i've i've been meditating for like 10 plus years Two, every morning I have to assimilate information, which means like I listen to some type of person development. Like every morning I have to. Like when Lupe comes in the morning, Lupe is my house manager slash maid. And she comes every day. Um, she likes to talk, man. And I'm like, Lupe, don't talk to me. Not in the morning because I'm listening. I, I either listen to my subliminals or I listen to some type of personal development on audio and then three i just take action man I take action on what i want to do right without taking action nothing else matters honestly this is my cup of tea okay questions for me anymore what are other crazy stories you can share that we don't know that will shock us Oh, you guys want to be shocked. Let me think of a story, a crazy story. Oh, let me think. About what? About money? I mean, I lost over $2 million before. Uh, what else? I mean, you folks know about my best friend shooting himself in the head. I know about that, or I told that story before. Um, uh, I think I told you guys. You know, believe it or not, like right now, obviously I have no problem talking to women, but back in the day, I had a huge problem, man. I was not the confident man that I am here today. I was very awkward, very shy. As a matter of fact, I remember, I'll never forget this. I was a senior, and it was this freshman that I had an affinity for. And she liked me too, but the problem was she was like a whore, right? Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she was just with everybody. And I remember talking to her, and I remember this guy walking up to her and making out with her right in my face. Now, I wasn't like with her, but, you know, I was going through the development stages. Like I was carrying her book bag. You know that dumb shit that we do when we're young? We carry the book bag of your girlfriend. She wasn't even my girlfriend yet, but I wanted her to be. And I was carrying her. I was holding her book bag. And this guy just came over there and just all in her face. And she all blushing. But he was just very direct. You know, he was very confident in himself, which I did not. 
So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you folks. Like, listen, I'm an open book, honestly. You know, anything that you need to hear, no, I'm, I'm a human being, folks. Yeah, I'm rich, but I'm human. I've had all types of things happen to me in my life. What do you mean? Uh, I'll tell you about my childhood. Like, I didn't have the best childhood. It wasn't, like, horrific, but it was definitely not the best because my dad was just a tyrant, man. He was insane growing up. My mom was perfect. Just got to be honest. But my dad, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I can't. The amount of whippings and just, I mean, I didn't feel any love growing up at all. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I hope my parents don't listen to it. Parents, don't get upset that I'm saying it, but let me say my truth. But I didn't. I didn't feel love. I didn't feel any love growing up at all. And it did affect me with relationships with especially women, honestly. It it did contaminate that. Um, I think I fixed it now. I think I'm better now <laughs> with women. But, uh, you know, in my 20s, man, oh, man, you did not want to date me in your 20s, man, because... I didn't know what love was. I didn't, I've never felt love. I never felt like kindness or care. The only kindness or care that I got is from my mother, but you know, but overall it's just like my, my dad always took charge. So it just, my mom always followed my dad. So it just, my dad was the boss. So it was just, we were always, me and my brother was always in this position of just submission all the time. So I didn't know what, I didn't know I felt to be loved and cared about. And I had to learn about that. As a, as an older man, unfortunately, okay. Look at that! I'm telling you guys everything, right? That's probably why you had low self esteem. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, one thing I want to tell you, parents, if you have children, self esteem starts. It's, it's it's two it's two places where your children is going to get their self esteem from. Either the children at their school, their friends peers are the mom and dad and unfortunately my parents did not enforce my self-esteem they didn't know how to do it right obviously they, they just did what they knew was best but they didn't give me those positive words that you got this you're amazing you're great you're king my son is the best thing ever oh no 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 nah. You know, me, I was always making mistakes in school. I was bad. I mean, I, you know, it was just, why, why you keep doing this? Why you keep doing that? Why you can't get it together? What's wrong with you? Whoopings. I mean, it was just, it, it, it was, it, it was terrible. <laughs> but, you know, but listen, that did affect me and it did cause a reduction in my self-esteem, Right. Or it, it was non-existent and I had to build it myself. Like I honestly had to build my self-esteem through exercise, going to the gym. That really helped me. I'm going to be honest with you folks. If you want, like honestly, like working out, going to the gym, like when I was like 19, 20 years old, man, it really helped me with elevating my self-esteem or thinking very, um, you know, significantly about myself, honestly. That's why I tell all men, if you feel bad about your life, some woman broke your heart, you feel like, you know, you're a piece of shit, you feel like you're low, go to the gym. Take all that frustration, all that pain, take it to the gym and create the best 
most sexiest body of your dreams, okay? It's the best time to go to the gym when you're pissed. Because when you're pissed off, that emotional pain, when you start feeling that physical pain, you know, it just kind of balances it out. So it's like a relief. So I would tell all men, go to the gym for sure. Work out. Okay? We got some PK kids on here, huh? I love it. All right, what's next here? I love how you're so open. Listen, I'm always open, Tosh. I mean, I'm always. So listen to my rants. Go to my podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Like on your iPhone. If you have an iPhone, let me know. Like you can search my podcast, type in Wesley Virgin, and I have over 500 plus rants. And I'm very transparent and open. And let me tell you why I do that. I I realize, like, if I can be vulnerable to you, then maybe you actually listen to me, right? And then maybe you actually apply some of this technology or this ideology that I share here. Because I believe you can't be a leader of anybody if you can't share you know, tough moments in your life. And honestly, every tough moment, all the just maybe negative experiences to me, it's not even a big deal to me anymore. Honestly, it's not a big deal. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. That's why I can talk to you about it because it's not a big deal because that's not who I am. Like, I'm not that person anymore, right? I've evolved. That was just things that happened in my past. And I'm grateful for those things. You know, I'm grateful because everything, every moment, even my parents, my dad was tough on me. But honestly, if he wasn't tough, would I be the man that I am here today? Would I been, you know, would I be able to be resilient enough to go through all the pains and struggles of becoming rich and making money? Because it's very tough emotionally, right? So I have to see that as a benefit. You know, he was tough. Honest, me and my brother, all the time, like really all the time. Just tough. I mean, extremely tough all the time. But now my brother and I, we're both millionaires, right? So he did something right, right? And I'm not saying that you have to be completely tough like my dad used that, used that strategy. But I can't just, if I'm going to judge my family or my parents, I got to be fair. I can't just talk on here and act like they were just piss poor parents. No, uh, obviously they did something right because I'm rich, I'm wealthy, uh, I'm a great father, I'm an awesome man, I'm a great lover, and I'm an extremely intelligent man as well. I'm a leader of millions of people that follow me online. So obviously they did something right. Does that make sense? And that's what you got to think about when you think about your parents as well. You know, sometimes... We think about our parents and we say, oh, they should never did this. If they would never did this and they did this and they did, I hate my dad. I hate my mama. I ain't talking to my mom in years. I ain't talking to my daddy. You know, listen, if you're going to blame them, you got to blame them fairly. You got to blame them for the good, too. I mean, they did get you here, right? You can't you just can't blame your parents for everything they did wrong and use them as an excuse for your downfall. Right. Some of the things that they did actually benefited you. You're just not thinking about them and you're not considering them. Okay. Many children do that, unfortunately. As as grown adults. Okay, grown adults are still mad at their, their parents. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what? 
How you know me 30 years old talking about, well, my daddy wasn't there. My daddy was there. You know, if he didn't beat me and all the time. Well, I mean, yeah, that was wrong. But for you to continue to blame him, blame him for your downfall, it's not going to serve you. It's not going to serve him. It's not going to serve anybody. You're definitely not going to get better. But we all know that. Okay? Which means is all of you need to call your parents and say, you know what, mom and dad? Thank you. I love you. You know, I'll, I'll do it first because I know my parents are probably going to listen to this. Parents, Wesley Virgin, which is my father, and Joanne Virgin, I love you. And thank you for every moment that took place in my life when I was young. I wouldn't trade for anything because you have made a remarkable, outstanding, fascinating man. And every day, every moment of my life, I'm becoming a better man. But I thank you for how you raised me. I thank you for the sacrifice. And I love you. And I'll always be here for you for the rest of your life. Now, you should do the same thing to your parents as well. But I want you to call them. Because I know my parents are listening to my rants because I don't talk to them a lot because I'm a busy man. All right, what's next? Uh, What's next here? Wes, can we see the penthouse view? Yeah, there it is. Sorry, my camera's a little dirty. That's the view. What's next here? Wes, what was your biggest obstacle for military to you now? Well, one thing I hated the military. I didn't like it at all, to be honest. I was in the army and I hated it. I hated it so much I got kicked out. Literally, I got kicked out of the army. They kicked my butt out. I'll never forget it. This is when the war just broke out. This was the Bin Laden War. Uh, what, a decade ago? And I remember we were getting ready to be deployed to Afghanistan. And we got to San Antonio, Antonio, Fort Hood. And then they decided to, I don't know, something happened. We didn't end up going. But instead of going home with everybody on the buses, going back to Houston, Texas, they left me there to be discharged from the military. Yeah, I was the only one left back. They left me right there, man. Left me right there to get kicked out of the army. And it was great. I was great. I was glad to be kicked out because it wasn't for me. Sorry, guys. Let me clean my camera off. Okay, there you go. And I did go to Afghanistan, Candy, but I went to Afghanistan as a country. Many of you don't know. I mean, some of you do. It depends on how long you've been listening to me. But I've been to Iraq. I've been to Afghanistan, Kuwait, during the war. But I I went as a contractor. I was a contractor for the government. Um, You know, KBR, Dynacor. I don't know if you know these companies. Because I was trying to make some money, right? So I went overseas. And let me tell you, I had the best time of my life overseas. Oh, my God. The best. I mean, I got some stories I can tell you about a couple of young ladies I met because I know you guys like those juicy stories, right? And I know how to tell a juicy story. But I'll just say this. I'll tell you this. I met some remarkable women, European women, by the way. I mean, just fascinating women. I'll never forget those women. Like one woman, 
this one girl that I met, she was from Macedonia. And this woman, when I, when, let me tell you something. Now, I've been loved by a lot of women. You know, they say they love me and they care about But I've never been loved so deeply like this woman. And the reason why I say that because, and it's going to sound fucked up, but like I would treat her kind of like shit. Not like, not like abusive, but I was just very nonchalant. Remember I told you growing up, I didn't have any love in my life. So obviously I was just very rude. But this woman continued to give me love. I mean, continued to give me love. Even when I was an asshole, it was amazing. She was the kindest woman I probably ever met in my life. She was so kind. So, like my mother, actually. So kind. I know you think, well, what happened to her, Wes? Well, obviously, I sabotaged it. Duh, come on now. Obviously. <laughs> right? But um, that woman actually taught me. Because you know what I asked her one day? And this is when I started to learn how to love a woman. I asked, I said, why do you love me? So, like, why? Like, you're so kind to me, right? And I was, and I asked, and I said, because I felt comfortable with her. And I said, how do you love? I can't remember what I asked. I said, I like, how do you love a person? Something like this. And she said, you have to give it. You have to give love. And the, oh, I asked, I said, how do you feel love? Because honestly, I didn't know how to feel love. And, you know, I've never been, I, I just didn't know, I, I couldn't resonate with the word love. I said, how do you feel love? And you know what she told me? She said, give it, show love. Shout out to that young lady. I forgot her name. Oh, I do know her name, Alexandra. Alexandra, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Because I did learn how to give love to not only women, to people in general. So thank you so much for that. So I got a ton of stories, folks. Told you. <laughs> stories that I've never told people ever in life, honestly. Uh, what's next? Questions for me here. Are you having a good time, folks? What inspired you to create the Genie Scrub? Well, like I told you, I've read so many books. Like, I don't think you folks realize how badly I wanted to be successful. Like... I would think that most of you really want to be successful, right? I'd be financially, like, rich, right? Coming below. If you really, like, I was, like, des- I like, I, I needed it. I had to be rich. It could be an ego thing as well, but one thing about me, I don't fail. Like, anything I do in life, I have to win. Like, right now, my product on digital store is number two. It should be number one, but... I just want to win. I don't know. It's just in me to win. I don't know. You know, whatever. I got to win by any means necessary. It's just ingrained in my blood. I don't know. But I I wanted to be successful so bad. So I read a lot of books. And I didn't like reading. But I taught myself to like reading. I read so many books about meditation, manifestation, the brain, epigenetics, neuro-linguistic programming, linguistics. I mean, I read a lot of books. I've listened to so many Stafford Staff elections, I mean, lectures like on YouTube. Like you go on YouTube, you can type in Stafford talks, like Stafford and Harvard. And I was learning about the brain, the limbic system, and learning about um, the right side and the left side of the brain and how they interact with each other. Like they would teach this stuff for free. I didn't have to pay any money for this. So I've learned so much and it worked for me. 
And I decided to put it into a course that was very simplistic that people could not only just understand it, but it could apply. Do you know today I have over 3,000 testimonials from people around the world that have utilized the genius stripping guide results? 3,000. Like it's actually in my course. If you buy the course now, you'll see all the testimonials every day they come in of people who are not only using it, they're applying it and they're getting results from it. That's a blessing. Questions here. When you look at your future growth, what steps do you plan on taking? Honestly, growth itself is nothing but simple habits habits repeated on a daily basis here. Like I just do the same thing every day. Wake up. I'm grateful. Meditate. Work out. Talk to you. Do the rant. Upload some media to my social media. Have meetings with my team. I mean, I just do the same thing every day, honestly. You know, that's what success is. Success is just a byproduct of your daily habits and behaviors, honestly. It's just, it's just a byproduct, man. If you continue to do the right thing over and over and over again, you just will get what you want. Okay? Do you dream when you go to sleep? You're always in my dreams. Oh, thank you, Candy. Uh, no, you know, I don't dream. I haven't dreamed lately. No dreams. I used to dream, but it was very interesting dreams. Honestly, I can't even remember what they are. But no, I just sleep like a baby these days. I sleep like a baby. I sleep like a baby. Oh. Seven different that come, what changed? What do you mean, what changed? How many attempts did it take you into becoming successful? A lot of attempts. You know, I can't, I can't give you a number. I don't know. I mean, but it was a lot, a lot of different companies, a lot of different businesses that I tried, opportunities. So um, uh, it was a lot. Can't give you an actual number because I have no clue. But the attempts that really matter to me, honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I didn't give a damn how long it took me to make the million dollars. Like, I was gonna die trying. Cause to me, it just didn't make any sense to live a normal, mediocre life. To me, that's just boring. Like, a lot of you live very boring lives. I'm gonna be honest with you, you know? No offense, but most of you just have a boring life. You get up in the morning, you have your coffee, you drive and travel to work, you work all day, come home, Maybe have a drink, cook some, cook, cook something for the kids. Maybe go work out, and you just do this over and over again, right? That's a boring as that's a boring life, insipid life. And I'm all about living a fascinating life. A fascinating life is just being able to do what you want to do. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like I'm thinking about going. I'm say I'm gonna go to. Like I haven't told anybody this. I guess I'd tell you, but in September. I'm going to be moving to Colombia, Medellin. I'm moving. I mean, I'm going to keep my place here. But I'll be just going down there for a month, coming back here for a month, going there for a month. A lot of my company is out there in Colombia anyway. I just want to change the center. I just want something different. Like, who could do that? And the place itself is beautiful. 
It's going to cost like $22 million per month <laughs> in their currency. That's about $5,000 a month. Hey, $5,000 a month in Colombia? Man, you're going to have a badass place. Insane. All right? Of course, I'm going to do content and videos there as well. But yeah, September, I'm out. I'll be renting a place out there. And I want to learn. And, and another thing, I want to learn Spanish. I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm, gonna spend, I'm probably going to see if I can get myself to stay out there for three months. You know, like just back to back and learn Spanish. Because I want to be I want to be bilingual. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it just feels good to be able to do what you want to do. And, live, not, and to not to live a boring life. I can have a better place in Nicaragua. Okay. Nicaragua. I got you, Vinny. Neo Nintendo nada. A little bit. You sleep so late. Yeah, I guess so. On the rare cat on the rare occasion that you sleep with a woman, do you allow her to sleep over and prepare the king breakfast in the morning? Or do you put her out? <laughs> That's a good question. So when I was dealing with a young lady, uh, I, no, she usually makes me breakfast. It depends on how intense the sex was, right? Sometimes the sex is so intense, you just, you go, you go to sleep, you both go to sleep. Oh, it's so good that you want to eat, right? Usually I'm very famished after a night of intimacy. So, you know, I require her to make me some, um, but she, she's willing to do it. Like the last young lady I was with, she was absolutely amazing. The best ever. I mean, she was like, you want some food? And she knew exactly what I like. I like breakfast. So she would just make it for me, right? And serve it to me in my bed. I do miss those nights. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll tell you guys the story of that, of that person. But right now, I'm not going to tell that story. But maybe one day. But um, yeah, yeah. Of course. I must eat. I mean, I'm 216 pounds, folks. Questions here. <laughs> what is the next big thing? You becoming a very successful person, caress yourself. You'll have yourself a Colombian. You know, honestly, folks, and I get it. I know a lot of you are like, oh, he want to go to Colombia because he wants to go down there and be a whore. He wants to go on and ban Colombians. Listen. And I know, <laughs> I know some, listen, I get it. I know some people on here on this rant, like, whatever, Wes, we know what you, listen, that is not my intention at all. I have no problem getting women anywhere. I'm not just going to Columbia because I want some women, you know what I mean? Like it's more in life than women. Women are great, of course, yeah, but it is more than life than women, honestly, um, I am building an empire here. I'm doing things that I'm breaking generational curses in my family, you know, in my environment here. And I'm breaking generation curses. Like I'll say this boldly for the black man. Do you know how many, you know what? Listen, when I, when I leave my home, you know, my biggest fans are the biggest, the people that talk to me and say, Hey man, I saw you, man. Thank you so much. Oh my God. It's black men, honestly. Black men approach me every day. Not women. It's men. Black men. They, they see me online and, 
you know, I got a new membership. I'm going to Lifetime Fitness now here in Houston. And this one guy was like, oh, my God, Wesley, my, Wesley, you go. Oh, my God. I mean, they saw a ghost. So I'm an example for a lot of black men because I'm the type of black man that represents progress based off my intellect, not my strength or my muscles or my ability to sing or rap, right? Which I can do both. But um, no, I, I mean, I'm a black man. I'm from the south, south of Houston, Texas, and no one helped me get here. And I've literally self-taught myself to be very wealthy. So what does that do to other black men? It makes them believe. I was at the car the other day. This man said, oh, man, man, you're the reason why I started Airbnb business. You're right. One day I just quit my job. You're like 25 years old. And now me and my partner here, we're running a very successful Airbnb business because of your content. And sometimes, you know, especially in the black community, which has a bad rep, they just need an example of something different than just basketball, sports, and rapping, and, you know, all that crazy stuff, right? They need to know that they can be a business owner. They need to know that they do have the intellect to start a company, that you can learn that. And I've seen the change, and I'm just so proud of my black men because they're transitioning now. They really are. <laughs> sing us something. You want me to, you guys want want to hear me sing? What song you want to hear? Any any requests? Of course, if you want me to sing. Now listen. Ladies, if you fall in love, it's not my fault, okay? If you hear my voice. Okay. One, I got a great speaking voice, obviously. Two, imagine how this voice sounds if I was singing. Come on, come on now. Don't do that to yourself, you know. Okay, you're in bed right now. I don't want to. I don't want you to have to get up, go to the bath. You know what I'm talking about, right? So relax. <laughs> uh, what do you think about trucking and logistics? What about it? You ever been in the Magic City in Atlanta? What is the Magic City? Is that a strip club? I have not. Strip clubs are not my thing. I'm gonna be, I've been to a strip club, but I'm going to be honest with you, it's not my thing. And the reason why, now listen, no offense to all the strippers and exotic dancers out there. But, you know, look, think about it for a second. A stripper, an exotic dancer, they take off their clothes and men grab on them, kiss them, try to kiss them, put their tongue, you know, and you want to do the same thing to the same stripper. To me, that's just not sanitary. It's not clean. And I don't know. I just don't want to be. And th- th- some of these girls are beautiful, but I-, I don't know. It's just not clean to me. And I-, I-, I need to be. I like clean women. So, and not saying the strippers are dirty, but but they're dancing on all these men. Body fluids are being transferred. I, I don't know. I- I'm a clean person, and I need my woman to be clean. I need her to smell good. Sometimes as daughter dancing, they don't smell too good as well because they're dancing. They're su- sweating so. You know, and not all of them, not not all of them. I mean, they are beautiful, but, you know, I don't know. I like clean women, clean. You know, some of these strippers, they have sex with the person from, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't like all that. That's not my deal. Are you still in New York? No, look, that's Houston, Texas. I'm not in New York. What made you get serious about meditating? Because it worked. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, it worked, honestly. Okay. 
I'm an entrepreneur, I have Airbnbs, but want to focus on a new business. There are many ideas. And now, what I would say, make sure and ensure that your business can run independent of you until, until you, you know, before you start something different. Oh, you want me to sing I Want to Know? All right, I'll give you a snippet of I Want to Know by Joe. I want to know, I want to know what turns you on. I want to know, uh, 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 I like to know, I like to know what makes you cry. And that's all I know, I don't know. That's all, that's all I got for you guys. <laughs> all right, what's next, folks? Questions here. Yes, Wes, you said great trends. Thank you. What's next? <laughs> All right, what's next, folks? What's next? I want my own business, but don't know where to start. I hear that all the time. Don't know where to start. What do you mean? Start somewhere. What type of business you want to start? First. Okay, now... Go on the internet, find somebody who has that business that's doing well and model it. What do you mean you don't know where to start? That's how you start. Find a company that's already doing what you want to do. I mean, how simple is that? You know, it took me eight years to finally do that. For eight years, I was so dumb and stupid and thought I should be innovative. I thought I was going to be the next Elon Musk. I was going to create this very different fitness company. I'm going to change everybody's life. I'm going to get everybody skinny by working out seven minutes a day. And it was stupid. It was dumb. And it didn't work. Because I was trying to be different. Well, let me tell you something. When you're trying to be different, you're going to be poor. You're going to be struggling. You're going to stay average. You either want to be different or you want to be rich. Which one? Comment below. You want to be different or you want to be rich? I realized I wanted to be rich, so I modeled somebody that was already successful. And now I'm rich. Now, if I want to be different now, I can afford it. <laughs> Some is going to take a lot of years, even decades, to understand that you don't need to be different to be successful. You just need the model. You got to model somebody that's already doing well to be rich. Okay? What time do you wake up? Whenever the Lord says get up. I, I don't know. You know, what time do I wake up? Maybe recently been 8 o'clock. Then I go back to sleep. I meditate. I've been meditating two times every morning. Like two times in the morning lately. Because I've been waking up about 8 o'clock. Because remember, I just came back from Paris and Rome. So my time is still, you know. A little off, but, you know, I'm fine. Did you get value here tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Comment below if you got value. Did you get value? When you say meditation work, what exactly did it work on? Yeah, manifesting. 
What's the best way for me to become a top earner in network marketing? Well, I would say this. Get around network marketers that are actually making the money. So the ones that are doing the presentations, find a way to be around those people all the time, honestly. Because network marketing is a game. It's a business, but it is a game. And if you don't play that game correctly, you'll never make money. Do you believe that E-Light don't want us to know the power of our own minds? Of the elite? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess. Depends on who the elite are. But I think it is a portion of the world that doesn't want you to be an entrepreneur. Because the reason why I say that, because it's the reason why they have housing, food stamps, and all these governmental programs. Because the government figures that, well, if we'll take care of you, we give you food stamps, give you housing, and give you all these government funding, then you'll realize that you need to be dependent on us. Because they want you to depend on them because they don't necessarily want you to go out there and make something great of yourself because that causes competition. And it causes an imbalance in the economy itself, right? Like everybody can be entrepreneurs, everybody can be rich. So one thing they know about the world, people like yourself, you like free stuff. So that's why they give you the dumbass stimulus checks. I think that's why they created tax refunds. I mean, they just, they do it to have you so you can look forward to something. Oh, tax refund. I can't wait to get my tax refund. I'm going to buy me a car. I'm going to buy me a house. I'm going to buy me a stereo system. I'm going to buy me some shoes. Yeah, they know that. They're not, I mean, it's just, to me, it's a form of control, Right. Cause does it make sense to get a tax refund? Like why? Why why take the money and then give some of the money back? Like why? Right? You look up to it, right? You look forward to it. And why would the government give people free housing? Why? Is it because you had a, a bunch of babies being irresponsible? Look, why? What? Look, think about it for a second. Why would the government award a woman for making mistakes? Like she had babies. Right? Can't take care of the babies. Dad can't take care of the babies. But I'm going to award you for having the babies, just like tax income. Oh, great. Have more babies. You get more child credit, more money in your bank account. Have more babies, another $2,000 check. So you get it? So you've been awarded for being irresponsible. So you just continue to be more irresponsible. You get it? It's crazy, right? But it's the truth. Let me see here. This is, you know, you just got to realize your rants are steadily changing my life. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Wes... Can you tell us what you meditate, what you listen to, or who you listen to? You know, listen, I just, I mean, honestly, I just search on YouTube, type in Theta. Like the meditation, I, I typically use the one that's in my program in the Genie Script course. You can go to my bio and click the link, com to get access to it. But yeah, I typically use my own meditations. What kept you... Going during the worst times in your career? Um, probably my ego. I'm going to be honest with you. My ego. Like, it doesn't matter how bad it gets in my life or whatever I deal with. 
I still got to win. Like, like if I'm upset, sad, down, whatever, I get over it. Because I got to win. Make sense? Like, I'm a winner by heart. Like, it's probably just my ego just to win. So, just because things don't go well. And I, you know what I used to do? I used to laugh. Like, when my car got repoed, I laughed. When I was slipping on the bedroom floor of my friend's apartment, I was just laughing. Like, I had a good time. I even had a girl. I had a, uh, I had a girlfriend. I don't know if she was my girlfriend, but I had a friend girl at the time, and I was making love to her on the floor. Right? It wasn't even a big deal. I, like, I just didn't care. It wasn't a big deal to me. You know what I mean? I remember because it's another a girl story, but this woman... She put me in a friend zone, right? This was in the beginning of me becoming a more masculine man before I was just shy, uncertain, nervous. But, and I was I was in a friend zone of this woman. I liked her a lot. I met her in the military and she friend zoned me for a long time. And I remember I got kicked out of my apartment. I was sleeping on the floor. And me and her, we used to go to the gym every day. And one day, we decided to come to my house. I'll never forget this, too. We came to my house. No, not my house. We we went to my friend's house. I don't think my friend even knows this happened. But they were out of town. They were Mexicans. I stayed with Mexicans. They were my, my buddies. Ten Mexicans in a one- and a two-bedroom apartment. Imagine that. Everybody on the floor, right? And they were gone for the weekend because they had like a show. My friend was a, um, a like a sound guy for, for Mexican bands. And I remember on the couch and she was like, her neck hurt. And I said, let me give you a massage. Now, listen, I'm in the friend zone. I'm still in that friend zone. But I've been in the friend zone for like a year, right? And she was dating a guy and breaking up with him, dating him, breaking up with him, whatever. And and just to let you guys and just to let you ladies know, there's no such thing as a friend guy. It's no such thing. A friend guy that that guy is not your friend. He's just waiting for the opportunity for you to put your guard down so you can have what he want. If you don't believe it, just test it. You'll see. So you know you thinking this guy's your friend. He is not your friend. You know what I mean. He wants that box. He wants that thing in between your leg. He does. If you give him an opportunity, he will take it. So anyway, um. So I was giving her a little massage, right? And I was like, this is my opportunity. I was like, this is my opportunity, right? And um, so I'm massaging her, right? Her back. And then I got closer to her neck. Closer. And I kissed her softly. And she was like, oh. I swear to God, this is what she did. She was like, oh. I said, I'm just massaging you. And I just kept going. And I did it again. And before you knew it, we were making out. And we made love. On the couch. (laughs) (laughs) True story, by the way. True story. And I was out of the friend zone, baby. Let's go. But yeah, we didn't work out. (laughs) But it was great, though. We had a good time. Oh, man. That was a good time. I had to take that opportunity, I'm telling you. You know what I mean? 
Oh, and it worked out. It worked out. Because she had an emotional connection to me. You know what I mean? It's one thing about the friend zone, guys. Now, obviously, I would never be in a friend zone ever in my life. But, you know, for my guy that are in the friend zone, you have an emotional connection with that woman, right? Because she's going to tell you everything that the other guy is doing to her. He doing this. He doing it. Oh, really? He's doing, you know, I'll never do that to you. You're so amazing. You're so perfect. You know, women are so silly. They don't even know that this guy is... Oh, you know, I don't know, because women, some women just believe they can have oh, the guy friend, you know, until somebody crosses the line, whatever. But yeah, good times. Good times, good times. What's the next? Questions here. Talk to me. Where's <laughs> uh, I go to sleep with your rents on in my ears? You're very smart. You're definitely the goat in my eyes. Thank you so much, Candy Patrice. Uh, what's next here? Wes, what age did you start to take your communication seriously? You know, good question here. Um, I think I've told this story before as well. But I'll tell it again. Let me tell you when I realized that I need to learn how to be a better communicator, okay? And, um, I mean, obviously I communicate well, right? But it wasn't always like this. So I, I'll never forget I was, in Af- I was in Iraq. I was in Iraq, okay? And I just was hired by my friend. His name is Chris. And he was a black man. And Chris, let me tell you something. I think Chris was probably the first man that I've ever met that could communicate very well. You know, I mean, very well. It just sounded good when he spoke. He just knew how to articulate himself very well. I remember going to his house. He had a house in Paraland, $700,000, beautiful house. And I knew why he was there because, man, this man can communicate in ways that just was just mind-boggling, honestly. Just the word usage, how he put phrases together, his pauses, the way he would change his tonality. It was just fascinating to hear. So I remember it was a meeting that we had in Afghanistan. I was the regional IT director for IT. And he was the, and I'm sorry, I was the manager. He was the director of Afghanistan and Iraq. And I was right under him as his number two. And, you know, when you go to meetings, I don't know if you guys ever been to a meeting when you have to give a report. It's like a boardroom, right? So just to paint a picture for you, you have all these people in this room and every person is sitting in the chairs they're over a sector that is basically um, supporting the war efforts, you know, from electrician, from um, IT, operations, housing, like everybody there was a director. They ran that. They were the top, right? And I was at that table. Okay. So... I'm sitting at this table and everybody's giving their reports, you know, and they're like, all right, housing, 
what's going on with the housing, you know, with the housing for the contractors. And All right, the electrical department, what's going on there? The building department, what's going on there? The whatever. And I remember they got to Chris and they want to update from him. And let me tell you something, Chris, I, I forgot what he said, but it was just fascinating, man. I mean, just how he spoke. I mean, he said something like, well, yeah, we're getting ready to roll out a couple of routers to Salerno and some of the fobs around the base, but we also need funding. I mean, it just how he articulated himself, it was just fascinating. And I remember going outside, getting ready to go to lunch, I mean, dinner for the night. And I had to ask him, I think I'm around like 28, 29 years old, just to let you guys know how long it took me to learn how to communicate that way all the way that I do here today. And I said, Chris, let me ask you a question, man. How did you do that? And he said, Wes, how do I do what? What What do you mean? Like, how did you learn how to speak that way? Like, like you had these people in the palm of your hands, man. I mean, they were just listening to every word you had to say, and they just loved it, right? Oh, he said, Wes, educate yourself. That's what he told me. He said, Wes, you need to educate yourself. And let me tell you something. Um, and he didn't say that I need to go to school. I mean, obviously, Chris went to school. He had a bachelor's and a master's degree. I dropped out of college. And um, what he was stating was I needed to learn new words. I needed to read books. Like, understand, and I needed to listen to people that spoke well. Like, a lot of you, you know, I've had many men ask me, you know, how do you speak this way and how can I speak better? Like, honestly, you're speaking your current way, your dialect, the way that you enunciate, pronounce words, your tonality, your cadence. It's derived from your environment. So just think about your best friends. Think about the people that you surround yourself with. So that's the reason why you speak the way that you speak. Like lawyers, they have a certain type of way that they speak, right? They speak like very intelligent people, doctors, right? Well, because they're around those type of people and they speak that way. But say if you're just a person from the hood or you're a person just, you know, just kind of normal, average job. Well, you're going to speak differently. But if you want to change that, I would suggest, one, learn new words every day. Okay? Like you can go to YouTube, learn new words every day. Write that down. Two, listen to people that speak well. YouTube, just listen to them all day if you can. Like, just listen to them for hours. Three, don't listen to people that speak like you do today. Like, if you don't speak very well, or if you're the type of person that when you have conversations, you can't find the word. Or maybe you're a person that always use, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, well, uh, uh. Like if you're a uh person, yeah, those are like filler words. You have to learn how to speak without using that, you know, those fillers like, uh, or just because, or just how you use words. So you have to really separate from these people. You can't have conversations with them because they're affecting you. They're affecting the way that you speak and how you use words and how you communicate to others.
So yeah, shout out to Chris. Hey, Monetta, how are you? But you were a bookworm. But listen, I didn't start reading books until later in life, like after the age of 27. Um, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, reading books does expand your vocabulary. You use different words. You start to inculcate um, different words, a part of your conversation. Let me see here. How do you attract and keep great people, inspire them to perform at their best in achieving business results? Well, that's a lot of questions in one. So how do you attract? But if you want to attract great people, you have to be a great person yourself. You have to be a great leader. And a great leader is a person that can inspire people. And when I say inspire people, you have to have the ability to allow people to see something greater than what they're current looking at, right? You know, some people may see a job, but you may say, hey, now this is not just a job. It is an opportunity for you to take care of your family, to be independently wealthy. So, you know, you have to be a good inspiration, uh, a very inspirational person and very influential, which has to be learned. I mean, you have to it just everything has to be learned, folks. OK. If you want them to perform at their best, you got to perform at your best. Like the leader of a company, you know, if they're close to the CEO, depends on the manager or supervisor. But your people are only going to perform based off how they see you perform, okay? So be an example of that performance. They need to see it. You can't just tell them. What's your favorite books? Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, Breaking the Habits of Being Yourself. What results are expected of you? And what do your people need from you to contribute their full potential to your business? Uh, what results are expected of you? Well, I'm the CEO, so I guess my expectations are that I do well. <laughs> it's a trick. What do what do your what do your people need from you to contribute their full attention? Oh, well, easy. They need me to be honest. They need me to take care of them. They need me to appreciate them. Um, they need me to reinforce our values and our vision that I have for the company. Okay. I love those clips of your events. Do you always go all out? I do. And I need to post more of those clips as well. Your favorite audio. Um, I like Les Brown. I like Tony Robbins. And I love Wesley Virgin as well. Yeah, but one thing I, I'll share with you as it relates to communication, like people, you can actually speak a certain way and people would just think you're intelligent, right? Just because of how you speak. Like if I speak more like this, you will think that I, I'm a man that that is very educated, but maybe I know nothing, right? Because people tend to judge people on the tonality, the cadence, and how they pronounce words. So just speaking this way, 
oh, Wesley, you're very intelligent. Am I? I mean, am I really? Or am I just speaking in a way to make you feel that I am intelligent, right? <laughs> that, that's a great thing about communication. I mean, you don't have to be that smart. You just, if you learn how to, this is why, like, the first thing I taught my children was the, the imperativeness of communication. Like, learning how to use words, learning how to be persuasive, understanding human behavior, learning how to slow down when you speak, learning how to use pauses when necessary, um, learning how to have a sharpness when you speak, a level of certainty as well. And if you talk to my children, especially DeAsia, or even Denia, man, they speak very well. Wes, what is the best thing Les Brown taught you? It's not over until I win. That's what he taught me. When you have an event in Texas before you move out to Columbia, you know, you know, maybe. I'm not sure. Probably not. I mean, it's already August, so. Poor people comely acts. How much? What's the difference between being frugal and being poor? Scarcity mindset. Yeah, listen, people that are frugal, it's not that they're poor because you have people that have a lot of money and they're frugal. We'll just say that I think people that are frugal are just tight with money because they don't want to lose it, which is a fear mindset in my opinion because why would you be afraid to lose something that you know how to make? Like, I know how to make money, so, I mean, it's not a big deal if I lose money or spend money. I just make more of it. So, there's no need to be frugal. And it's like, why? Usually, people are frugal because of the fear of loss. They don't lose it. Wes, as a CEO, are you able to influence other companies to do as great as your company? Absolutely. But you got to pay me. And I'm not cheap. Wes, one day you have to do a lesson on how you teach your children all these great things there now. Yeah, I can. Like this summer, I had the opportunity to do something very special with my son. For the first time, my son... He allowed me to pour deeply into him because he was very curious about it and had a lot of questions about life. And and this is the day I was waiting for, you know. It's when your children finally listen to you and want to listen to you. So, man, I, me and my son, this summer, we talked for hours, man, for hours and hours. I gave him so much content. He is ready to rock and roll now. questions here any more questions for me folks listen did you get value here come at the word value if you got value here tonight just come at the word value v-a-l-u-e hey queen b how are you
But once again, I love all of you. Thank you for joining me here tonight on the podcast. Thank you for joining me on the rant. And I expect that you learn something. And I further expect that you actually are going to apply it. Apply it in your life. You know, apply it. If it don't work out, then never use it again. It's okay. But at least try for six months. You know, everything that I shared here tonight. You know, take action and just go out there because you're not getting any younger. As a matter of fact, you're getting older. And you don't want to want to be the person that regret all the decisions that you could have made that you didn't. Okay? You don't want to regret, so just take a leap of faith, go for it. Stop thinking or overthinking so much and just go for it. Is that clear? I'll leave you with this. In life, in life, in life, in life, you don't get what you want. In life, you do not get what you want. You get what you picture. Much love. This is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin. I'll see you tomorrow. If you have a topic, send it to me. If you want access to my Genie Script course, just go to my Instagram account, Wesley Million Dollar Virgin. Click the link in the bio, download it. If you want to listen to the podcast, go to google.com, type in Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin Podcast. And we're on every platform you can think of. Much love and let's go.